All them other podcasts you can throw in the trash Cause we speak the truth, because we speak the truth This is how we view, this is how we view Life outside of the box, I got my cup ready man I'm ready to speak my views I need a little bit of cream now cream now, And a little bit of strict And I'm knocked up like, like uh, uh, good, good cup, cup of uh, cough, cough Nickel I'm just a ninja drinking cough, 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 just a ninja drinking cough. Alright, what's up y'all? We get ready to do the show. Ninja drinking coffee. Dark roast version. Dark roast? Dark roast in the house. And Jermaine actually has coffee this time. I do have coffee. It might be Folgers. Oh. I kind of, see my mom, she kind of puts the same coffee in the coffee bin. I mean, puts different coffee in the coffee bin every week, so I don't know what it is. So it's a coffee crapshoot. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's that's unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, because even if you, if you know that it's nasty coffee, you're like, I'm about to drink nasty coffee. But it might be some blend of like, actually good beans and terrible coffee so yeah. then it's just confusing that doesn't make any sense i do i have had a little bit of that um that jamaican coffee mm-hmm. boy <laughs> changes the game it's like oh this is what this is what you're talking about when you say uh, delicious coffee this is this is stuff stuff is good here i like That's this what I'm talking about. i remember like i mean when i was growing up coffee was just something that your parents drank and that was it yeah but then i got to about high school and coffee was just like everything it was a cool thing it was a place to hang out it was a place to get wi-fi it was like coffee shops just start popping up everywhere i mean coffee's a billion dollar industry yeah i didn't start drinking coffee until i turned 30 i'm going to be completely honest with you like i turned 30 and one day i was just like this is the grown-up thing to do like everybody has <laughs> you gotta start drinking coffee in the morning when you go to work so it wasn't even a curiosity about you know the taste or a flavor or maybe finding one that you like you're just like i'm 30 no, my Not parents drink coffee. coffee every day. Like, and it, I would just look like, oh, I drink that. Oh, <laughs> God, I was the herbal tea guy. Like, I was real. Like, I was that dude. Like, oh my goodness, have a nice chai. I'll take a nice chai. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, at least we got some this time. I didn't get some. I forgot before I came upstairs, and I'm definitely not walking three flights to uh, to get some now. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, but first thing, definitely, absolutely, 100 percent, want to talk about. Is Miss Ronda Rousey? Pray for Rousey. Hashtag, hashtag pray for Rousey. Hashtag respect your jaw. Shout out to Holly because uh, nobody even knew her name yeah. before this happened. Holly Holmes. Like who is she? Nobody knew. Apparently she's a big time boxing champ. Like she won a bunch of boxing titles and all that. And that's where that's where Ronda Rousey messed up. You don't try to box a boxer, right? <laughs> like, this is MMA. You should have tried to take her to the ground, kick her in the face, which it worked on you. So. Well, right, because, I mean, in the very least, people knew her from her few action movies. You know, she was in one of the Fast and Furious movies. She was in The Expendables. Yeah. So she was kind of making her name for herself, you know, a few promos and advertisements for different businesses and stuff. So it was like, okay, well, I'm fine. I'm down with that. You know, you're good at your craft. Cool. Make a little money. Get some sponsorships. I'm cool with that. But where she crossed the line for me was when she started talking about she won't fight Mayweather. Yeah, that was a bad idea. Like, I really need you to stay in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> and just imagine, this was a female boxer who did this to you. Floyd is 49-0, men's... Well, know, weight, lightweight, whatever it is. 
Wait. The, the boy never got knocked down. I never seen him get knocked down. You wanted to fight him? Right. For something he said? Are you serious right now? But hey. I mean, can you imagine even seeing that fight now? Now that she's gone. Now, now it looks so far fetched. <laughs> At the time, you was I was thinking like maybe she could give him something. She's no, knocking these no, chicks out. But no. now it just seems like a fleeting memory. Like, huh, that would have been funny. <laughs> Kind of, but kind of not funny. Kind of like, that's this is abuse. I like, need to stop this. <laughs> as, as much of a beast as she is in her own craft, I just still, and this might sound super racist, I was just like, there's no way that white woman is going to beat up Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was going to happen, but it was fun to fantasize about. Like, it was a fun, what if? Yeah, what that if, you know? People could fantasize about that on their I Xbox mean, or PlayStation. She had the air of, when you go undefeated and the way she was knocking these chicks out, she was like the Iron Mike of these days. So when you get somebody knocking people out first court, first round off of the first contact you make, you automatically put this air upon them as they're untouchable. There's nothing you could, that you could do to hurt this person. And I'm cool with that. Like I'm told, like I said, I was I'm cool with that. She was the best in her arena in her category. Fine, you know, you could gloat, you could be happy about that, you could be proud for that. I because mean, obviously she's been training for years for it. It's not like she just picked yeah. up or they, you know, she came off the street or was a you know waitress, shout out to Million Dollar Baby. But yeah. <laughs> she's actually an actual boxer for a long period of time and she became the best. So kudos to her. But then you completely cross the line and you just shout out people like, I'm not going to call out Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, if I just get, <laughs> if I just get on the ice, I ain't going to call out, you know. <laughs> right. It's not gonna happen. Like, I'm Mario, not gonna... come. What's up? Lemieux, right. What's up? <laughs> I challenge Lemieux. Like no. Uh, no, that's not gonna happen. No. Baby steps, baby. Baby steps. <laughs> I'm gonna stay all in my lane, 100. And unfortunately, Ronda Rousey stayed in her lane long enough to realize that she ain't even the top in her lane no more. Did you see the fight? I saw the I saw the knockout. I didn't see the whole fight. Man, when you talk about somebody get beat up, like. She got beat up. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not a big MMA person, but I can tell somebody got beat up. Like, <laughs> it wasn't even it wasn't even fair at a certain point. Like, she's she's got beat up. Like, she's somebody older. Like, you owe me some money. Oh, you want to throw the gloves on? Let's go. Bow, bow, bow. It was, it was bad. It was, it was, it was, I was at a certain point. I'm like, this is rough. When she got knocked out, I was kind of happy it was over for her because it was like, how many more big shots you going to take? Like, ugh, it was, it was just, it was bad. She got, she got beat up like somebody's mom had came up to the school to beat up another kid. Well, it that, wasn't even like a, a fair fight. It was like your mama coming to the school to beat down some other kid. Was, you know, well. That happens now. I saw somebody post that on my Facebook. I fight kids. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I, in theory, yes, but you ain't gonna go fighting a little kid, like. Not realistically, no. Well, I think some of these ratchets on my timeline will do it, though, because... Well, (laughs) we're not saying that it's completely out of the realm of possibility. It's definitely possible, but frowned upon. Frowned upon. Definitely frowned upon. Frowned upon. So, I want to (laughs) know... Okay, so, of course, everybody heard about the Patty LaBelle pies. Yeah. And, I mean, everybody's known that Patty can cook. She's had numerous cookbooks. You know, she's always had that, you know, auntie figure. Everybody mm-hmm. knows Patty can cook. So she teamed up with Walmart. She put out the pies. The pies went viral, basically. Yeah. And made $2.5 million in a weekend. Ooh. One weekend. Go, Patty. Now, here's my question about it. If 
and you know the majority of the people that was buying these pies was black. Of course. If black people have that kind of buying power to shell out $2.5 million on some pies that they've seen on Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook and all that in a weekend, we're not even talking about a buildup of marketing. We're not talking about commercials. We're not talking about coupons, promos, nothing. 100% from social social media firestorm, $2.5 million. What does that say? About the buying power of black people. That we spend our money on stupid stuff. (laughs) First of all, here's my issue with the whole... I was... You know... I come from from another generation. So, we don't do store-bought pies and stuff like that. Even if it is Patty LaBelle. Like, I I feel you. Go Patty, do your thing, I love you. You know, get the flapping them wings and all that. (laughs) But, uh, we don't do store-bought pies around here. So, that's one. For two, is that kind of racist? That is, I mean, I guess she knew her demographic. You're going after, you know your demographic. You know who you're selling to. But so you're saying that she put out. Got some sweet potato pies in. Right, she put money. the worm out for yeah. the black folks. And she did those, like, I got these. Like, I, know, know. I know black people got me. I'm I'm auntie. I'm auntie Patty, right. you know. Everybody love Patty. You know me, show me a black person that don't love Patty LaBelle. I show you somebody who deserves to be splashed <laughs> in the face. You say somebody who's <laughs> going to lose a black card. Yeah, you. You lost that, yeah, hand that over. <laughs> so you're saying that it's not really the fault of the black community because we were going to fall into the sweet potato pie trap every time. Yeah, and it, it, it's so correlated with who's put it out. So say, say Morgan Freeman decides to put out some fried chicken. <laughs> I guarantee that fried chicken will. It will go back. It's Morgan Freeman's fried chicken. Man, he got he got thirteen spices. I don't know. He got thirteen spices. Like oh man, I like as soon as you said it, I like immediately thought of the commercial brother. from Undercover Brother. Yeah, <laughs> he was selling the forties. Yeah, like, oh man, as racist as that sounds, that would be a genius business move. It would be like, so. Well, I think that. I, well. I think that's kind of part of the interesting phenomenon about these pies because everybody who is thinking that right now, they're like, oh, this is like black exploitation of things that black mm-hmm. people like. If anybody else tries to do it next. Yeah, a white person can't do that. It's going to be immediately shut down. Yeah, nah. I couldn't have a Martha Stewart sweet potato pie. But <laughs> no, no. It's, it's bad enough she make all the towels and sheets and stuff, but. Crossing over in, into pie territory. Now I'm looking at you like, you, you just call me a nigga? <laughs> right. Are you saying I like pie because right? I'm black? Because I'm black. I put the soft shoe now and all that. But. <laughs> Uncle Tom sweeping tie. <laughs> right. It's like, you know. But it's true. I mean. But my curiosity as a black person wants to try to, wants to try to pie. I want to try at to the pie. end of the day. I'm, I'm probably going to try to pie sometime over the holiday weekend. <laughs> sure. We got Thanksgiving next week. Oh, you know, man. Somebody's going to have the... the, the, the <laughs> right. I, I almost feel at this point, it's so hyped and it's so much of a phenomenon that I almost don't want to support it. Just just like I don't, I don't watch Love and Hip Hop and I don't watch any of those shows. I watch no none of those reality shows. For the sheer principle, I think it is just an anchor around the neck of black society. Yeah. Uh, if you're on reality reality TV show and it's not about your immediate family, i.e., like Ja Rule uh, got his and T.I. got his and his family, kill yourself. Because you're not doing anything 
for the black community, but make but giving white people something to look at, like, oh, oh this man. is how they all are. Like, no, they get to ration people and get them drunk. That's and at good. first, I was really concerned about all that factor, like, oh, you know, if, if we put it out there this way, that's the way white people are going to look at us. But now it's more like we're putting it out this way, and this is what black people are aspiring to be. Yeah. That's the part that gets me, because everybody will have their stigma about the black race in general. That is what it is. Mm-hmm. But the thing that bothers me is that now you have these people aspiring to do the same thing. It's like, oh, well, why do I need to go to college or get a good job or have some kind of career or some kind of focus or career path? I could just be attractive be and, stripper and be a stripper whatever. Yeah. or have somebody famous as baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm set like that. That's the part that just infuriates me i can't i would never in my life let my children watch a show like that and aspire to be like these people and follow these people on instagram and actually my sister had just asked me the other day about one of them i guess was in town because she's dating a stealer and i was like who like i had one chick scrappy's old chick and that's what she said she's like oh it's little scrappy's baby mom i'm like on what planet do she I know yeah, she famous. who Scrappy's <laughs> baby's mom is? Like, yeah, right. That's like asking me who Kim Kardashian's veterinarian is. I don't know. That's no precedence yeah. on my life. Why we would got I real life that? issues going on here. And right. worry about Scrappy baby mama. I, okay. I really don't. I just, I really don't. But yeah, so hopefully, well, you know, that's an unfair comparison to Patty's Pies. But <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's, I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I see where you could be going with this, but okay, let's go. Let's go. Unfair. Shout out to Patty's Pies. I'm, Shout out to I'm, Patty. I'm sure they're delicious, but <laughs> hopefully it doesn't become. You know what would be dope? If in every box of Patty LaBelle pie, um, somewhere over the rainbow plate, as soon as you open the box up. <laughs> so I would buy it then. Okay. <laughs> I would definitely buy it then. That was the funny thing that made the viral video funny of the obviously gay black guy who was yeah. <laughs> eating the pie was that he kept busting out his song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part. And I was like, man, that would be such a good marketing technique. They just put a little speaker in the box. Oh, as soon yeah. as you open it, it was Patty. Oh, that would be man. But I'm and she called him. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. that. Yeah. It was awesome. I was like, That's hey pretty cool. really he need to be Trying to get some of them dividends. Right. Hey, I put you on. I need a cut. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Like, even if it was just a little, give me like yeah. five grand. Like, yeah, give me something, you know, you know. Like, I ain't asking for half or nothing because you know Walmart's going to take their cut. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't see Patty breaking bread, though. Like, she don't, she look like that aunt that got money that ain't giving no money. True. You know what I mean? Like, she come to the family reunion just to stunt on everybody. <laughs> Shout out to all the ones who got money and just stunt on everybody. What up, though? <laughs> we, we got a couple of those. We're all floating around. <laughs> what up, though? We still love you, though. Let me get Fat Alice. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the topics that we definitely wanted to expound upon, and we talked about it a little bit last time, was being black over 30 and not having kids. It's, it's the perfect gift and curse. Yeah. It's like when I tell people that they're so surprised. It's like, oh, like they seen a unicorn. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I seen a leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. Then they go, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "What's wrong with you?" Right. I don't know. That's like, always, and I was just about to bring that up. That is literally the first question because before, you know, it would be like, "Oh my goodness, you have a child!" Like, yeah. I remember when I went when I got to high school in '98. Sounds so long ago, mm-hmm. and I was surprised that my school had a daycare. Yeah, that just like I was like, what? There's a daycare here? 
but it was, you know, the beginning of that whole generation. And now it's so common it doesn't even matter. Yeah. But now it's the opposite effect. It was like before people who were young and had kids, it was like, <gasps> but now it's like you're over 30 and you don't have kids. It's like, <gasps> yeah, they're like, what are you waiting on? What's wrong with <laughs> exactly. you? Why haven't you done this? Are you like... a psycho? Do you have AIDS? Shout yeah. Out to Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Wait, who has HIV? Sorry. Tiger blood, baby. Let's <laughs> get it going. No, oh, it's like women in our generation. I've had older women tell me like, well, what's, what, what are you waiting on? I'm like, I'm not waiting on anything. It just hasn't happened. Like, I'm not reckless. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, That's one of the things, too. It's like, especially since I work in foster care and you see people who peer, just like annually have kids. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing that I immediately think of, and I've said this to numerous people at numerous points in my life. Do you know that having kids is voluntary? Yeah. You don't have to do this. <laughs> you don't have to do this. They make a little like, thing called a condom. Like. Exactly. And of course, you know, we're not talking about abortion or anything, but yeah. we're talking about the actual process of getting pregnant is mm-hmm. completely voluntary. Yeah. Now, of course, things do happen. There are situations where, you know, condom breaks or, you know, mm-hmm. pill wasn't taken and, you know, surprise, you got a kid. Fine. Or medical mysteries that just yeah. abound. You know? a lot of them surprise babies. Right. <laughs> Doctor tells you can't have kids. Surprise, you're pregnant. With twins. With twins. <laughs> so, you know, those kind of things happen. With those things aside, a good percentage of children <laughs> is a completely voluntary act and people are so surprised. They act yeah. like they didn't know. Yeah. It's, it's so weird to me that I will... I would meet somebody and be like, oh, I don't have kids, and they kind of look look at you a little bit a little bit crazy, like. But then you, the guy that they're dealing with or the person they're dealing with has like four or five children, and not there for none of them. And but you, but this is the person that you want, like it's just like, huh? <laughs> like, oh yeah. Okay, what world is that? It's okay. definitely, and it's Whatever. the same. I think that's one of the few things that's the same on both sides of the coin for men and women because with men you know you see a woman who has a bunch of kids and a bunch of different babies and she's like surprised that you don't have it's like what's wrong with you that you don't have any kids yeah like that's the normal right like right. it's the normal thing and then for women who don't have kids it is an immediate judgment yeah. especially if you're over 30 now there's a when you're in your 20s it's like okay you're still kind of young mm-hmm. you know you're making that choice whatever there is an immediate judgment of women who do not have kids over 30 it's like Oh, well, she must be, like, yeah. a super biatch, or she must, you know, be so focused on her career, mm-hmm. or, like, all these things that don't... It's like, okay, maybe I just choose to not have a kid right now. Yeah, like, maybe I know myself, no, I ain't ready for that right, right. now. Right, like, know? maybe I'm responsible, and I know that if I have unprotected sex, there is a very large likelihood that I'm going to have a child, and yeah. I don't want that right now. If you see fertility in your family, <laughs> you should probably, you know... If you got at least one aunt or two aunts with the food stamp card with like $600 worth of stamps on it, that's because they got like four or five kids. You might want to think twice about what you're getting into tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that makes a big, that makes it a big impression on people too who don't have kids. A lot of time is their environment and their, you know, other siblings or cousins or whoever who have a lot of kids and yeah. you see them in that situation and you're like, what can I do to not put myself in that situation? Because... Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not about that life. Like, I'm not cool with living on welfare and being in the projects and catching the bus everywhere. Like, no, I want to have a car and go Fridays whenever I want and get some drinks whenever I want. And I have to always find somebody to watch my kids. Have you ever seen somebody that just looks so frazzled? Like, they've been with their kid for, like, three weeks straight. <laughs> and they, but when they get out, it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm out. There's no babies around. That part, I'd be like, it's exciting to see them. But then I start to feel bad. Like, man. Your life, I mean, not to say it sucks, but <laughs> but it kind of does. It kind of sucks. <laughs> like all you do is feed the, feed the baby all day. Uh, uh, like the funniest is all my friends have kids, and they they'll be saying something that is in reference to like a SpongeBob show or like Caillou or whatever, and I'll be look, just looking at them like, "What? I'm like you don't you don't know that?" I'm like, "No, nah, I don't watch." Man, man, oh, man. When the kids is at my house, we watch what I'm watching. Right. It's normally Sports Center. So <laughs> they gonna know they gonna know how to steal third, who who stole third base before they know SpongeBob, you know? The funniest thing, I laughed so hard a couple weeks ago because we had went to Denny's with my brother and my cousin, who both have daughters, and my cousin looks at my brother and he says, Did you know that Peppa Pig Live is coming? And I laughed so hard. I was just like, is this what conversations yeah, have come this to? Yeah, deteriorated to, like... <laughs> These are the topics. And he probably knew exactly what he was talking he about, too. Did. He was like, yes, I do know that. <laughs> yes, We're going. I got my tickets already. <laughs> it is it's only by association that I even know who Peppa Pig is. But the fact that two men, two married, grown adult black men look at each other and had a conversation about Peppa Pig just tickled me to death. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, these are dudes that listen to gangster rap. You know what I mean? like, straight gangster, I'll shoot you in your face type stuff. Peppa Pig, though, you know, like, <laughs> hey, uh, more power to you. Maybe the, the game, I, I do see that a game changes once you have kids. Like, it just, yeah, it does. The and, focus is you elsewhere. Know, Obviously, when you don't have kids, the majority of the time you're thinking about all the negative things. But then yeah. when you actually do have a kid and you see and feel all the positive things, then, you know, obviously it balances out the scales. I had a girlfriend who just had her first baby. Her husband had kids, but this is their first child together. And she had just wrote like a really loving post about, you know, this is the most love and fear that she's ever felt in her life mm. and, you know, all those good things that, that come with having the child. So it's a wonderful thing. I'm definitely not knocking not having kids. It may be in my cards. It may not be. Who knows? But when I called you up to come over here to do this, I'm like, I'm on my way home. He's like, I just got home. I'm like, see you in 10 minutes. See you in 10 minutes. Right? That's no it. Discussion, there was right? no discussion. Like, oh, let me wait till so and so yeah. gets home to watch the kids. Yeah, put the or baby down. Let me baby take my kids first. here. Or <laughs> I got to wait till the baby wake up because you're already down for a nap. You can't wake up the baby. Like, uh, none of that. I was just like, 10 minutes. Right? Bam. That is the freedom. That is the, that is the, that is the greatness. You just, huh, I want tacos. <laughs> 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 Go to Mexico to get Taco Bell. Right. Like, I'm not even going to talk about it. I think I'll I think I'm going I want Mexico. the real thing. Pablo, hook me up. <laughs> <laughs> Feel like authentic tacos. Yeah. I'll be back in two days. <laughs> right? <laughs> if only. So, news broke this morning. The unfortunate news, but not surprising news, that dear Charlie Sheen is HIV positive. So, before we rag on this dude, because we're going to rag on him. 
shout out to Charlie Sheen for coming out and actually saying it to the public because apparently he was being harassed and held up for money. People who knew about it and they were blackmailing him. So good for you for taking the step to just be like, this is what it oh, is. Wait. This is what I have. I didn't. I just saw the headline. Charlie <laughs> Charlie Sheen has HIV. I didn't know he was hiding it. Oh, come he on. He was out about it for four years. Four years. So you were still on the tiger blood when you knew you had. <laughs> oh, you're you're foul, Charlie. And he tried Carlos to say Estevez, foul. he tried to say that he like he knew about it, but it wasn't really anybody's business. But then people were finding out and everything, and they were blackmailing him for. He said he's paid up upwards to ten million dollars in various situations to try to keep people quiet about the situation. Wow! And then they uh, Matt Lauer, who conducted the interview, asked him when he was you know flipping out because he was when he got fired from Two and a Half Men and mm-hmm. all this and he came up with the winning hashtag and all yeah. that. And he's like, "Was that a reaction to you finding out that you had HIV?" And he was like, "No, that happened." <laughs> Afterwards, it's like, oh, you were just oh, being so a you was just bag. being Charlie Sheen. Then. Right, okay, you're just cool. being Charlie Sheen, and oh, and then so, you know, then you found out that you had HIV. So here's the, I have two points about this. One, you get you pay ten million dollars for people to not tell. You in L.A. Magic's in L.A. <laughs> you couldn't have called Magic like yo. I got ten million. What, what I gotta do to to get the get that pill you taking? Because imagine to have HIV my whole life, man, look better than most 50, 60-year-old men I've seen now. <laughs> well, it wasn't that. It was people, because obviously, like you said, he found out four years ago. Yeah. So within the last four years of the general public not knowing, people have found out along the way and was holding him up. Like, you better give me some yeah. money or I'm going to tell everybody, which sucks. But, I mean. If I'm Charlie Sheen, that's the first call I'm making before I call my mom, anybody, I'm Magic. calling Magic Johnson. Like, yo, I need the plug. Like, can you hook me up? <laughs> he, I'm sure he made enough money from two and a half men. Hot shots, hot shots part view, which was one of my favorite movies. By the way. Shout out to Hot Shots part view. Shout out to Hot Shots part part view. We call her uh, Sizzle Chester. Sizzle. Oh man, was I totally bacon on her, forgot on her about that. That was one of the funniest. That movies was ever. one of the funniest movies ever. Oh man, I'm totally gotta find I'm that. Watch that again now, just because of because of the bad. Oh <laughs> man, because I every time I think of Charlie Sheen. I always think of um, Two and a Half Men, and yeah. like, and I, and I know that he, you know, was a big movie star, but like, that was literally like when I was born. So yeah. Charlie Sheen's era to me is always TV. Yeah. But I wholly forgot about Hot Shots. That movie was hilarious. Hot Shots Part Two. Part Two. <laughs> My second point is. I don't feel bad for Charlie Sheen. Here's why I say that. Charlie Sheen, I don't know if his dad had money before him and his, him and uh, uh, what's his name? Emilio. He, he had doing... Martin, Martin Sheen had his own career. Yeah, so he, he grew up at least semi-privileged. Right. You know, he became a, a actor, had all these big movies back in the 80s and early 90s and stuff like that. And you like, you blew up. Like, you lived like a rock star mm-hmm. for majority of my life. Do I feel bad that you got AIDS, HIV? You don't even have AIDS yet. You got the HIV still. <laughs> I, there's, do I feel bad about that? No, the I don't HIV. feel bad. Like, there's real issues in this world. Like, why? Like, that's what I don't understand about the media. Why is Charlie... I should have been a, a footnote. Charlie Sheen got HIV. Right. Why is that front, front page? I knew about it the day before. Like, 
Oh, Charlie Sheen got HIV. He's coming out and saying something about his HIV. That's all. Oh, that's weird. Right. Like, whatever. Like, why, I, is, why does Matt Lauer get that exclusive? <laughs> I definitely, I think one of the things is like, well, and then unfortunately I have this stigma with CBS sitcoms and I assume that it is all over 40 white women that watch shows on CBS. So yeah, he yeah. probably had to address his over 40 white women fans that he has it's HIV. Constituents, yeah. And they're probably crushed because they're like, oh my God, really, she has HIV. Yeah. So, you know. He was their one. He was, you know, how he, <laughs> right. he made he's, that list of celebrities. He's a bad boy. Yeah. He's going to turn his life around, mm-hmm. you know, all those things. But I think one of the things that I had read in the article, and he was saying that him paying out all this money you know, to people that were trying to blackmail him, you know, it's hurt him financially. And so to me, immediately, I'm like, oh, well, now you broke. You got fired from your job. That show you had on FX didn't go anywhere. Yeah. So now you want to come out and be an advocate for HIV. What are you trying to get sponsorships? Trying to get that, that, that sympathy check. Trying to get those yeah. sympathy checks. That was the first thing that I thought of. And I was just like, this He seems like the type that would do that. Like, right, because you've known about it for four years. Yeah. Four years. And you wait until now... That you want to come out, I I definitely feel you on that. I have no, I really have no sympathy for him at all. I mean, he was in actual pornos. He dated porn stars, yeah. living that life, and he did claim that it didn't have anything to do with drugs or needles. But I so obviously you got it from the vag. Yeah, somebody's vag gave it to you, disgusting vag. So if you was out there pumping disgusting vag, you get what you get. The only way I feel sorry. Is if, if Emilio Estevez got it? Oh yes! I would have been Emilio. <laughs> no! no! I was like Emilio. Do <laughs> uh, you imagine how many videos there would be yeah. of people crying because Emilio, Emilio Estevez got HIV? Emilio is the, he was the man. Like, like I'm hurt. Like I'm I'm hurt right now thinking about it. Like right? from a, a a black kid from North Side of Pittsburgh who. Never even thought about playing hockey. Mighty Ducks. I wanted him to be my coach. Yeah, Mighty Ducks. Like he was I that wanted to be guy. Mighty Ducks, like. You wanted him to be your like manly father teacher figure because he was so cool. Like, okay, so I mean Joshua Jackson and all the other kids. Like, you know that was cool. But Emilio Estevez Emilio was, was the, the reason yeah. that he people was the star of that movie. movies. Like, he could have taught me the knuckle puck. Like, <laughs> come on, like, let's be serious. Who doesn't want to be in the Flying V? Because I know that I do. That's still the best. One of the best plays. If you, if you watch that movie and you, a tear doesn't come to the left corner of your eye, you're not a human being. You're not a human being, sir. I'm telling you. It was where I'm writing that down. We're going to have like an early 90s movie party, mm-hmm. man. I'm going to watch Hot Shots, Spark News, and then we got to watch all, what, four Mighty Ducks? All 17 Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Mighty Ducks is out here like the freaking Land Before Time. And yeah. like, they just keep They're going. They're still making them. I was like... God, Land Before Time, I read the book. <laughs> when I was Ridiculous. Little, seen the movie, everything. I still making it. And Tremors. Tremors saw, 5 is on Netflix. I saw it. I immediately, I looked out of Tremors 5. <laughs> <laughs> Swipe. I haven't watched Tremors Swipe. since like the second one. I'm not even. <laughs> yeah, I, the second one was good. I liked the second one. The third one was terrible and I just didn't watch anymore. But the first one was great. I love Kevin Bacon. Shout out to Kevin Bacon. They used to like Kevin Bacon. No, I still love Kevin. I listened to the Footloose track. I was listening to the Footloose soundtrack in my car. I have it. I love it. I love Footloose. I love Kevin Bacon. So, of course, I watched Tremors. It was super good. It was super funny. And the second one came out, and it was still, like, funny and action-y yeah. and all that other stuff. So, it was good. That's another one. We gotta start writing these down. I know. <laughs> I, those movies are so cheesy now. Like, if you watch them now, oh, they're so yeah. cheesy. You're like... 
Why are you standing on top of the car? Get out the car. Stupid, <laughs> right. stupid. But it's like back then that was cutting edge technology. Like nobody, oh, yeah. you know, it wasn't no CGI back then. They made this big old tremor thing, whatever that was. And you remember the couple, it was like Reba McIntyre and that dude. And they had all that ammunition. Yeah. It's like you guys have actual dynamite. Like why is this movie two hours? Yeah. Boom. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so set one right here. So come right here. Then we just go and keep throwing them in the hole. Right. <laughs> movie over. Like, I really, one day, like, I really want to make a movie that is, like, the setup and synopsis and plot, and it just ends realistically. Just have black people. Like, little, <laughs> little black people in it. Like, okay. Yeah. Michael Myers ain't going to keep, he don't even run. He right. Even run. He like, walks let's go. everywhere. You can just put out a tripwire, yeah. and he's done. Like, trip. Bow. We're going to walk through here. We're going to have Ray Ray and them just come, come out the cut, and they're going to wet him up, and that's going to be the end of the movie. Like. Because you know he ain't catching us. Yeah, he's not catching nobody. <laughs> We're running four two forties out here. Ain't nobody. Michael Myers ain't catching nobody. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I definitely want to make like a realistic movie. Yeah. So on to sports, real quick. Definitely, uh, my baby, my man. The only jersey that's not a Steelers jersey that I'm contemplating buying since I bought my Eddie George. Shout out to Eddie George. Still love you, boo. <laughs> my man, Cam. Okay. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. 8-0, undefeated. I'm so happy for him. Like, I feel like this has been a long time coming for Cam. Yeah. Like, when LeBron finally got to the playoffs, he finally got to the championship, he finally won, you're like, man, there's a long time coming. Like, you knew he was good. You knew he had the skills. You knew he had the skills. He just had to get there. And I feel like this is Cam's time. I'm so excited for him. However, of course... Somebody got to say something. There's always going to be a hater. You know, There's always going to be haters. And so this last game over the weekend, they played the Titans. Cam goes in for a touchdown, jumps up, breaks out a dance. Dance. Hitting it. Bam. Damn, Lord. Hitting it. Uh. Shout out to Esco. Passed passed the ball to a fan and kept it moving. Firestorm from the Titans. Talking about it was inappropriate. It was too long. You shouldn't have did it. Unsportsmanlike. Blah, blah, blah. See, here's the thing. He had the perfect response to it. You want, you want me to stop dancing? Don't let me in the end zone. That's it. I loved it. That's it. I mean, you, you can't dance if you don't score touchdowns. End of story. Like, I mean, <laughs> and then when people get, when you get mad that he dances, and he's just going to dance some more so that makes you even matter. it's your fault. Be a better team. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, if you're going to bring up that argument, then nobody talks about how amped Tom Brady gets when yeah. they win. And girl, this dude just flips out and he's headbutting everybody and he's screaming. With the helmet on. With the helmet on. Just, uh, 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 civilians uh, giving people concussions. Like, just ridiculousness. I still hate Tom Brady. So, of course, he's going to be my anti to, 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 this, to this rant because it's ridiculous. Now, of course, the obvious statement is that is that Cam is black and Tom Brady is white. And I try not to bring that up, but if Cam knew, if Carson Palmer did an extensive touchdown dance, they were like, oh, look yeah. at Carson Palmer look dancing. Yeah. Look at him go. Ooh, he can bust a move, blah, blah, blah. And now it's a debate when Cam does a little, he drops a little dab on him right. down again, you know? And it wasn't like he was doing some, like, Deion Sanders, freaking Terrell Owens ridiculousness. Yeah, it wasn't no He just busted a little shoulder there. move, a little dab, and that was like it. See, it. The NFL, I don't think they, I think they, they handled it well. There wasn't no fan. It's just something for them to talk about. The thing that got me, did you see the letter from the mom uh, in Tennessee? 
my nine-year-old daughter saw you, and that was ridiculous. Like, you're the type of person to that mo- to that mother. You're the type of person that wants participation trophies. Like, that's that's who you are. You want your child to be the worst on the field and still get a trophy. It's unrealistic. Like, winners write the story. You know what I mean? So if he can get in there and win and dance, he can dance all he wants to. He's winning. Absurd. Completely absurd. Now, if they're losing and he's still dabbing, then there's a problem. <laughs> right. Like, that's the one thing I hate about football players. They could be down 30 and make a big play and get up and like, oh, oh man. like what? Especially go defensive back to the players. Yeah, you got to sack. Go back to the huddle. They get Do so again. excited. They're like, oh, got to sack. It's 47-3. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the reason that is is because they got helmets on and don't nobody know who they are unless you do something crazy. Uh, you wouldn't recognize half these dudes in public, right? That is definitely the truth because I was down at Savoy on Sunday and they had an after party for the Steelers Super Bowl anniversary party. And there were definitely some guys in there that I assumed they were probably on the team because they were with team members that I recognized, but I definitely didn't recognize who they yeah. were. I'm like, I assume that guy is a Steeler, but I don't know who he is. But shout out to Jerome Bettis because he was super nice and I got to take a picture with him. Excellent. Man. Man. He's one of them dudes that Pittsburgh loves. Like. Oh, yeah. And he was and you can tell that he's so used to the love of Steeler Nation that it doesn't faze him. Yeah. Like there's nothing worse than meeting somebody that you revere and they're completely nasty. Yeah. Like that's the worst feeling in the world. But Jerome has been in Steeler Nation for years now. He knows where we get excited. Yeah. He knows we love our boys. Uh-huh. And even though there weren't that many people, it was like a more of a chill atmosphere. He was super Still gracious. Couple, yeah. Still took pictures with everybody and just the nicest, nicest guy. So definitely shout out to Jerome. Shout out to John Bettis, too, down at Savoy holding it down. What up, Bussy? <laughs> I wonder if he still get his hair cut in the hood. I don't know, but he still, you know, he still keep it crisp, so. All right, you, whenever you get the pumper, you got to keep it crisp. You, the Steve Harvey, you got to keep that fresh. Like, it's yeah. unacceptable. If you're yeah. you going to rock the full beardy, like, you got to keep it right, because there's just, I mean, I like a beard. I do, but I definitely don't like an unkept beard. Like, yeah. unless it's just abnormally long. If you got the Brett Kiesel. Then you can just do whatever you then want. Then you can just do what you want. Because it's so... There's nothing you can't do with that. It's anything. so long, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't be, like, in between, like, it's a little scruffy, it's a little unedged. Like, no, nah, you got to keep it, keep it, keep it edged up there. I got the fool, dude. I'm trying to go for the wild man of Borneo look right now. But <laughs> I don't know what Borneo. to do with it. Like, it's just like... I hate shaving on a daily basis, so that's why I have a beard. Yeah. <laughs> and it's now a socially acceptable, so it's like, hey. Right. I have a beard. Hey. <laughs> Shout out to Beard Gang. Yeah, Beard Gang. <laughs> I put that on like every picture I drop. Beard Gang. Yeah, you know. It's a movement, not a choice. It, it is. It's a lifestyle, baby. It's a lifestyle. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So let's go to our... Facebook trending topics, a bunch of them we already talked about because they're just topics in general, but some of them are just so random, I don't understand how they even even end up trending topics. And one of them that I had read earlier, so the G20 Summit is going on right now, and at one point on the main stage, a group of stray cats just walks across. (laughs) (laughs) That's how lax the security is. Right. Hey. You're having a summit of, of the world leaders, and this is days after the Paris attacks. Yeah. And a, not one, a group <laughs> of stray, stray cats, cats just, walk, just walk across the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to get their pets under control. Like, 
Now, can you imagine how salty they would be? Because some, obviously, somebody missed something and these cats got in. Imagine if they were bombs. Yeah, it'd have been somebody. There'd been a lot of people losing their job now. Oh my uh, goodness! Like, hey man, sorry, you can't let bombs in the building. I'm sorry, that's kind of prerequisite. (laughs) Right? Like, okay, well, if you have all these world leaders come together days after a huge bombing in Paris, you should know where everything is. You should know where everything is and how a group of cats got in and just walked across the maze. It wasn't even like, oh, somebody found them, you know, in a hallway or in the kitchen or something. Mm -hmm. No, they were on the main stage at the D27. (laughs) This is, like, unacceptable. Exactly. Somebody starts sneezing, like, I got allergies. Like, who ordered General (laughs) Sailor? It's a little raw still. That's nasty. (laughs) I definitely always kind of think about that. And I'm like, are they really tired of that, like, stereotype? Does it get on their nerves? Probably not. And nine times out of ten, we just all ate a little, ate a little, uh, <laughs> before, you know, <laughs> a little meow in your life before, so, hey. I mean, I'm, I think, well, I think the thing for me is, is the deception. Yeah. Because just I've gone, right, I've, I've gone to restaurants and they're like, oh, we have ostrich, we have bison, we have buffalo, we have alligator, we have turtle, like, and I've had all of those things. Mm-hmm. None of them were particularly terrible. But, if you give me some chicken and it's all stringy and lean, like, and I'm like, chicken. this ain't chicken. chicken. Like, <laughs> I know, I'm black. I you, ain't, you ain't gonna tell me nothing about no chicken. I'm black, <laughs> all right? right. <laughs> Eat chicken my whole life. Just tell me. Like, this is General So's cat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe I'll try it. Uh, I'd rather not know. <laughs> Just let it be mystery meat. Like, Put a little sauce on it. It's better that way. Oh. You know, I don't want to know that I'm eating Fido, you know? I'm just saying I, I'd rather have a choice is all I'm saying. Yeah. Have you ever been to Burgatory? I went there. Okay. I went there once on a date. Now, it wasn't supposed to be a date. It was supposed to be, hey, we went to the movies. We want to stop and get a milkshake afterwards. Dutch. It was Dutch. It was supposed to be Dutch. Dutch is still a date? Dutch is still a date. But it was supposed to be Dutch. Here's the thing. <laughs> We get there, and the said date, this chick looks on the menu and says, oh, I want to try a bison burger. That joint was like $38. Oh. Like, oh. <laughs> um, so I'm still under the impression that it's Dutch, you know? Now, wait, I have a question before you continue this story. Yeah. You went to the movies. Yeah. Did you both pay for your individual tickets? I bought the tickets. You bought the snacks. Mm. But it was disgusted. It was discussed. This is a Dutch thing. All right, this go is ahead. just a friend thing. Go right? ahead. We get there. She orders that. Then she get a milkshake. Then she get like the Kobe. Like she ordered like off the expensive side of the menu. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there looking like, wait, I only brought a couple of dollars. You know, I didn't, wasn't expecting this. Right. You know? So I get my stuff. We get, end up getting our bill. It's like a, it's like sixty, seventy dollars. I'm like, it's two burgers and a milkshake. You know, you know, a beer. Like what's the what's the the bill cap? for a date that you know you're paying for not like we don't know like i don't know if she's gonna pay for hers i'm gonna pay for mine but you're like i want to take you out and you go to somewhere like burgatory you're not going to like the lamont but you're mm-hmm. going to like burgatory or bar louis or you know bahama breeze something like that what is the date cap if i ask you out there's no cap Ooh. i mean Within reason, like don't be trying, don't be trying to go hard. Hey, we'll bring put out stuff that's not on the menu. Like, can you just make me a lobster? How about that? Like, oh man, this is Friday. Like, yeah, this is we gonna do 
Well, there's a lobster tank right there. Like, you can just go across the street. I brought one in my purse. Yeah. You can just cook it. Yeah, like, within reason, we good. Like, if I ask you out, we good. But, again, this situation was discussed as we're going as friends. We mutually wanted to see the same movie. And she didn't want to go by herself. I don't have a problem going to the movies by myself. I enjoy the movies by myself. I could talk and laugh and all that stuff and look crazy and nobody says anything. Exactly. So, right. I do that all the time. It's great. It's great. Shout out to being over 30, seeing what I'll get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so did you end up paying for the food? Oh, I, I paid for it. I paid for the whole thing. And I looked at her. I'm like, you going to leave a tip? Oh, I don't got no cash on me. I'm like, all right. So, you know, $75, $80 for the whole meal. You know what I mean? I'm right home and I'm, I'm kind of I'm salty. I'm like, what's happening here? Now, in my mind, I just spent... You know, now, now, now the implications are coming. Now implications are, are coming like a muck. I just spent over a hundred dollars. I'm like looking at this chick like, what's up? What's up? Because <laughs> from from a woman's perspective, not even from a man's perspective, there are implications that come when you get to a certain dollar amount. Yeah, certain dollar amount. You got to know that. But I guess she didn't know that, and <laughs> she knew. Oh, she trust knew. me, she knew. She knew. But long story short. It, I didn't end up copulating on that uh, on that particular evening. Did you ask her out again? No. no. <laughs> she asked me out, but then I ended up paying for that too. Oh so, yeah. no! See, so, you know that's definitely that's a hard rule, and I think well, no, I won't say it's a hard rule. That comes down to communication because there are definitely times where I want to go out and I won't mind paying, but sometimes you just you want the male to pay. It's a it's a power balance. So yeah, yeah. it's not even necessarily that you're like, I want to go out because I want to spend your money. It's like, I want to go out and have somebody pay for me because it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. makes me feel like a woman. So that's definitely a tough situation. But most of the times in those situations, it's, like I said, it just comes out of communication. It's yeah. like, you know, hey, I want to go out. You know, like you said, or you do a compromise where it's like, I'll get the tickets if you get the snacks yeah. or vice versa. Well, and then depending if you what movie you're going to, if you going to IMAX on Saturday night, then we ain't getting no concession food. We're going to go to Fridays after work because I just spent that a dollar. Right. And you're going to spend that much, too. And as a 30 I'm about to spend, you're going to be a full meal. It ain't going to be like <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, are, they are outrageous. As much as I love going to the movies. And I have the AMC Stubbs rewards card. And it's just still super. It's like sixteen dollars for chicken fingers. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I've actually only gotten food like a handful of times. For one, it takes all day, and then for two, it's like, why am I spending twelve dollars on a hot dog right now? Like, yeah. I don't even like hot dogs. I just wanted something cheap. <laughs> yeah. If so. I'm hungry at the theater, I definitely go up to the restaurant. Yeah, I'll like, go to the restaurant. Part. Yeah, standing yeah. in the concessions is just a waste of money because you can get a whole pizza up in the in the restaurant. Then stand down in concessions and you get six chicken fingers. Even though chicken fingers are bomb, shout out to AMC's chicken fingers. Yeah, they are pretty good. Because they're super good. <laughs> I actually had a bad experience one at AMC one time. Went there. In my younger days, I was a little more rambunctious. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dibbled and dabbled in some things. I shouldn't have been dibbled and dabbled in. So I was under the influence when I went there. <laughs> got, some, uh, got some curly fries, you know? And I'm me being so zooted out of my mind, I grabbed the curly fries and I just grabbed a handful of what I thought was ketchup. Oh, man. Didn't end up being ketchup, ended up being Tabasco sauce. Oh, not even hot sauce. Not even hot sauce, like Tabasco, Louisiana Tabasco. 
Man, I burnt every hair on the inside of my nose. I ate them all just because I was happy. But <laughs> it was it was terrible, man. It was like I stayed away from AMC for like a year and a half after that. But that like, wasn't AMC's fault. It wasn't, but I had to blame it on AMC. That's the only reasonable rationale I could come up with at the time. It wasn't that hey, you messed up, you grabbed no AMC. Why you had to put the Tabasco sauce right next to the hot sauce? I don't even like y'all for that no more. Like. I I don't, I don't know. I can't I can't be on your side for that one. One because I love EMC and it's the only theater I go to, and because I, I, I love the seats, I love the space. I, I it's always clean, all the same, except for the new Cinemark that they put out in the because that place is awesome. I haven't been there yet. They they have these really super soft seats. And they recline a little bit, and they have, they were the first ones in Pittsburgh to allow alcohol in the theaters. Which was great because that almost forced AMC to do it because they didn't allow alcohol in the yeah. theaters. But then Cinemark started doing it, and now they allow alcohol in the theaters too, which is great because I've downed quite a few beers. Yeah, turned at out AMC what? No, I... trying to get it in before the movie started, mm-hmm. but now I can just take it in with me, which is cool. But uh, but yeah, that's the only alternative. But I do love AMC. Ninety, I'll say ninety-eight percent of the time I'm going to AMC, cause, and then I love IMAX too. Yeah, so. I'm the king of the dollar movie. Like I will go to the dollar movie and stick to the floors and watch a movie that's on DVD. No. <laughs> Just to do something. No. I Even when even when we were young and we would go to the dollar one out in Century 3. Yeah. Let's just say when you go there on like a Wednesday and there's nobody in there, you pretty much get free reign and do what you want in the movie theater. Gross. Like that. Bow, bow, bow. Gross. Winning. <laughs> Charlie Shane. <laughs> no, that's not a good that's reference. That's probably not a yeah. Take that back. Take that back. Take that back. <laughs> that is the wrong reference at that time. I wasn't quite partying like Charlie. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely have a lot of fond memories there because we went there so much as teenagers. Yeah. I mean, that was the spot. Yeah, like it was. if it that was the only non-North Side regular spot, like yeah. all the time. Like, of course, we had spots around the North Side where we grew up, but regularly to make that trip to century, to make that three. Trip to century three to go to the dollar show to have your feet stick to the floor mm-hmm. and possibly your whole body to the seats and was, wondering if you got some kind of disease when you get up from the toilet and i remember <laughs> it used to be like a let out like the club let out you see people out oh, there with yeah. cars and rims you're like hey man everybody paid a dollar for they take it and that was funny because most of their movies started around the same time they ended around the same time yep. so it was like it was like the school bell rang it was everybody and all outside. these people would come out of the woodwork and hanging out in the parking lot afterwards mm-hmm. just good memories i mean good times i feel you know i feel kind of bad now because kids don't have that kind of experience i mean they can Watch everything on their iPads now. Yeah, but it ain't like the yeah. You don't know how to, if you don't have a problem with that with not knowing how to communicate properly. Oh yeah. You know, I hate when I message somebody on Facebook or whatever the case is, and they text me back or whatever in the lingo of the new. Oh. It's like misspelled words. No no uh, no vowels. No vowels. No punctuation. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And yeah. then you talk to this person in real life, and they can't talk. <laughs> yeah, life. and they talk and like they sound like, in text. That's definitely the worst. You need to go back to school. Like, yeah, yeah. We pronounce our E's and R's over here. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> at least if you, like, every, if, if you, it's almost like being bilingual. Yeah. Because, like, every black person can speak Ebonics. Yeah. And then they got their white work voice. Yep. So you're going to be professional and you're going to be correct at work. And you can run your hunch like, what's up, my nigga? What's going on? Yeah. That's just natural way of life. I almost got real north side with somebody today at work, but. That's another, another story. <laughs> oh, 
But now you almost have to learn a third language, which is the social media language, like, you know, acronyms, hashtags, and, you know, quick messages. Because before, of course, we all grew up, and it might be different maybe for, like, the next generation because they'll already be accustomed to it. But for those of us who grew up pre-text years, which makes me sound ancient, but (laughs) when we had to... Learn how to text A A A B B B C C C. Yeah, we had to hit the button three times to get to see. Right. right, when Facebook only had 140 characters, like Twitter, yeah. and you had to make your posts extra short. Now you write whole sonnets and ridiculousness. Really? But it's a learned thing, I guess. Did you see the chick who wrote a book, wrote a whole story on Twitter? The Zola chick. No. Oh my goodness, it was deep. It was about a uh, she was a, a dancer who hooked up with this other other stripper and they went down to wherever they was at and start uh doing turning tricks out to out the motel it was a whole story on twitter though like 140 characters bam 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 it was like uh, it was it was impressive uh, i'm gonna have to check that out pretty good story actually too like, holy <laughs> crap what is happening <laughs> zola is about to be a movie it went down like it was pretty good wow yeah. i definitely and i miss i miss storytelling and i've i've always been into storytelling i've always liked writing and like I remember the feeling of reading a book and just devouring it like just page by page like you couldn't turn the page fast enough you couldn't get to the end fast enough to see what happened of course everybody read the coldest winter ever yeah everybody read (laughs) Eric Jerome Dickey books yeah everybody read Zane books books. every ratchet chick I know has read coldest winter ever and they be thinking that they so learned in uh, the world right right you read one book i read the coldest winter ever so what <laughs> oh man i'm gonna really have to look it up because i really can't remember what i was thinking about just now but it was that one book and like other than the coldest winter ever like everybody read this book yeah. fly girl yeah fly girl oh yeah. man everybody read fly girl yeah but you know like thought manual out there. <laughs> it really was <laughs> Teach you how to thought. I'm totally <laughs> tweeting that. <laughs> that's exactly. Maybe that's how we got thoughts. That's how they. It was a seed dropping into somebody. Aaron Jerome Dickey's your fault. Your fault. <laughs> you created thoughts. Zane. <laughs> All of y'all. Whoever wrote the coldest winner ever. Uh, thought creator. Sister Soldier. Sister Soldier. And Omar Tyree. Oh man. Thought creators. Thought creators. The, yeah, thought provoking, and not a good way. Grandparents of thought. <laughs> the, the grandmaster of thought. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You're like the funk master, thought master. <laughs> who, who went from praising writers to calling the creators of thoughts? <laughs> Still both kind of true, though. Because <laughs> it's like, you know. It's like, a learned behavior, man. It is. And, you know, before, those, these were the times before social media. It's like now social media gives you a window into everybody's lives. Yeah. You could just see people's lives. What are they doing? Where are they going? All these other things. But before that, you would really only kind of had your conversations and then you had your imagination. Mm-hmm. And then when you read a book like that, you know, for somebody who didn't grow up in the projects and didn't have all these dramatic things growing up in your life, you're like, Oh my goodness, like, does this yeah. really happen? Yeah. And then social media came out, and you're like, oh my goodness, this really happened. <laughs> I got this guy I work with, he, uh, he's he's a straight white guy, you know what I mean? Like, never been, he, he had, like, two black friends, you know, his whole life, he knows them, you know what I mean? And, like, certain things he asked me about, and I look at it, sometimes I gotta check myself, like, man, what you just asked me about is. <laughs> like, no, I don't sell crack, no. 
but extra racist stuff. Yeah, but I got I got to remind myself he's never been around like inner city people. Mm-hmm. Like, so when I I can say something about somebody getting shot over over way, he's like, oh my god, somebody got shot. I'm like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> somebody got shot. <laughs> somebody went yeah. to the grocery store too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So he's like, he asked me that all these extremely semi quasi racist things. Like it's it's so awkward because it's like uh he asked me about a friend of his being on dope, being on heroin. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's a junkie. <laughs> and he's like, no, he only did it. I'm like. Uh, yeah, if you do it once, you're a junkie. Like, <laughs> heroin's not a party drug. Like, right. it's, not, it's not like smoking weed. Like, right. It's not something you just pick up and put down. Yeah, like... You try it, you on it. You're going to be that dude on the corner in a little while, and you keep playing around. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just didn't... He thought it was so harsh of me to say that. And I'm like, dude, where I'm from, either you're a, a user or you're a seller. Like, right. There's no in-between and no middle ground... Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he was just so hurt about that. I'm like, dude. Yeah. There's a girl at my job like that, too. And, and she's super nice. And, like, she's really, like, her and this one other girl, like, really the only ones that I hang out with at work. But she's from the suburbs, like, extra suburbs. And now she works in the city. She lives in the city. And especially amplified by where we work because we see so many cases that come in because of these extreme circumstances, which mm-hmm. might be drugs or neglect or abuse or violence. And so these, you know, kids are going through these terrible situations. And like every time she's just like, oh, my God, you know, and it is shocking even to me. Like sometimes the things that these kids go through because it's terrible. Yeah. But then there are some things that are just like, yeah, that, 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 that happens. That happens. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, that's not as, as surprising as some other things. But I don't know. It's, it's just, I guess it's just like a cultural shock. You know, we yeah. get cultural shock. When we see, you know, those that had their shows like uh, My Sweet 16 and they spend, you know, $500,000 on their yeah. kid's 16th birthday party. And well, we're like, what? Where I get cultural shock at is anytime I go to like Westford or like Cranberry, I don't feel safe. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, I don't like, I know this is where niggas get beat up at. You know, <laughs> the police and I can't, I can't. I feel more, I feel like a suspect every time it's I'm true. out there. Like, like, if I trip and fall and I bump this white woman, I'm going to jail. Yeah, like, man, it's so real, especially being a big black dude. It kind of looks a little, I mean, I don't look like I'm coming to sell. You don't sell like Carlton. Yeah, I don't like I'm coming to sell a vacuum. To <laughs> like that, you know? And white people be scared of me. And I'd be like, if you knew me, you know, like, I'm probably like the stupidest, craziest person. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, visual profiling is so huge and I actually got into a Facebook discussion there's a friend of mine who has thousands of friends on Facebook and so he likes to put out these questions and just like have people debate about them or whatever mm-hmm. and so I put out a question and because he had put out a meme that was this plus size guy and it said ladies would you date a man over 250 pounds so all these women were on there like, yeah, I love a dude. I got a big belly and I like a chubby man. I like a teddy bear, blah, 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 this, mm-hmm. this, that, whatever. And I'm like, you need to reverse that question because yeah. let's talk about it. Yeah. And he did. And he put it up and he said, fellas, would you date a woman over 250 pounds? That post had over 200 comments. I bet. From men and women alike because people visually judge by what they see, mm-hmm. whether it's race, whether it's sex, whether it's size, whether it's you could just look 
odd. You might not look like a Barbie. You might just be yeah. an odd-looking person. There's, like, women who have mustaches, and it's like, well, that doesn't mean she's a lesbian. She just has a mustache. Like, it's not her fault. <laughs> that shit on your leg, that's what shit on the slip. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you got that lined up right there. Yeah, like, she didn't ask for a mustache. She just has one, you know? Yeah. And there's just so much visual stigma, and I think that's what we try to convey as a race of black people because white people are like, oh, slavery is over, segregation is over, we're all accepted. No, 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 no. You can't sit here and tell me that you don't visually judge somebody because they're black. Yeah. Because you're absolutely lying to yourself yeah. if you don't. You know how many times I get out of out the car in the morning? I, I go to the same gas station every morning. Shell on Brighton and Marshall every morning. Every morning I get my work clothes on, you know, uniform, work boots. Whatever. Get out of my car and every, almost once a week, maybe like once every two weeks, there's a, some random white lady there and she looks me dead in my face as I get out of my brand new 2013 car and presses the button on her car <laughs> and clutches her purse and walks in. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what am I going to do? Steal your car and leave my car here? Right. I'm going to drive them both down the street. That's what I'm going to do. Like, it's like, what are you talking about? It's 730 in the morning. <laughs> you know? But hey. That's the society we live in. It definitely is. And and I think that's the thing that I, I don't really hope for people to not be racist. Because no, that's, that's gonna, not realistic. That's going to yeah. happen. It just is. I hope for people to not be in denial about racism. Yeah. Like, you can't deny that there's racism. That's the part that mm-hmm. gets me. Because racism is just going to be here. It just is. But don't sit here and say that it don't it's happen. It's not real. Like, that's the that's like, like systematic racism and personal right like it's everywhere like in every facet of life just people who white privilege won't allow them to see that because you know what i mean yeah it's just, and there's black people that out here that will tell you there's no no such thing as racism I'm, i look at them and i'm like what planet are you from because hey, <laughs> yeah, we're racist against ourselves you ain't gonna sit there at your family reunion and talk about your cousin who brought that light-skinned girl with him yeah right <laughs> Like, so even if you you're like oh racism doesn't exist you gonna tell me that you ain't never called somebody light skin ain't never called somebody dark skin yeah because i uh yeah <laughs> look i got friends that don't like when i do that but it's just a you know it's not me being racist i don't think it is it might be i might hate y'all light skin you never know <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll be sore looking niggas. <laughs> hey, we the, we the dark rows. We we, yeah, we right? accept that we are dark and we love it. And yeah, I try love to steal our thunder since uh, what's his name? James the Bars tried to marry Janet Jackson. It was not having it. It was not having it. Back then, we ain't having it now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we gotta wrap this up. Yeah. We are about to get all the way out of here, but we still are going to eventually have like coffee samples and yeah do like a little tasting but there might be a caveat to that because we gotta figure out if we're gonna have coffee samples just plain coffee or like coffee samples with like cream and sugar i need cream and sugar i can't just do black coffee i can't i just as i i do i don't actually i don't take sugar in my coffee i just do creamer so yeah, I well, because if you get a good creamer, you don't really need to sugar, and it's a yeah. good way to cut out sugar. Because at first I would use sugar, and then I was I switched to Splenda, mm-hmm. but none of that stuff's good for you either. So yeah. now I just cut it out completely, and now I just use creamer, which mm-hmm. creamer really has enough sugar in it anyway. Yeah. But if you taste the coffee by itself, 
and you have like a good strong flavor and then you add the creamer to enhance the flavor okay then maybe that makes a difference on taste i don't know i'm interested so we have to do like a little coffee tasting we'll eventually get around to it i'm still on my diabetical steez so i need a bunch of sugar <laughs> i'm like i'm like three twink three twinkies away from losing my foot but it's all good we're gonna still keep paddling on for now until the doctor tell me i need to stop but <laughs> Oh, shout out to Black Diabetes. Shout out. What up? <laughs> coming for you, baby. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll get All out right. of here. I'm Danielle. I'm Jermaine. Welcome to the Dark Roast. That's just drink coffee, Dark Roast. Y'all out. All them other podcasts you can throw in the trash. Because we speak the truth. Because we speak the truth. This is how we view. This is how we view. Life outside of the box. I got my cup ready, man. I'm ready to speak my views. I need a little bit of cream now. Cream now. And a little bit of strict like, like, uh, uh, good, good cup, cup, of, uh, cough, cough, nickel. I'm just a ninja drinking cough, 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 I'm just a ninja drinking cough.